to Because and Effect, a podcast from the Winnipeg Foundation, where we talk to people about the causes that they care about and the effect that it's had on their lives. My name is Nolan Bicknell. We are continuing to talk to guests on the show in the cause area of arts and culture this week to see how they're dealing with COVID-19 and what changes have been made to their programming. Today's guest is Win Pham from Artbeat Studio. Artbeat Studio continues to prove every day that the intrinsic connection between mental health and creating art is an important one. Artbeat is a studio space for people that provides a creative opportunity for those living with mental illness to improve their lives through community and improve their health and well-being through their art. We see that it's mental health is now linked to poverty. Mental health is now linked to to so many things that if, if there was resources for them, more understanding, um, but more so just resources that they can access freely. As the executive director of Artbeat, WinFam is a strong advocate for people with mental illness and for the arts in general. I sat down with Win to talk about Artbeat Studio, the connection of creativity to mental health, how their team at Artbeat is dealing with COVID-19, and how they're keeping people artistic during the pandemic. Win Fam, thank you for joining us on the Because and Effect podcast. We're happy to have you here to talk about Artbeat Studio and how things have been going for you in the in the post-COVID-19 world. So welcome to the show. Yes, thank you, Nolan. I'm glad to be here. So we're going to talk about a lot of things. I mean, most conversations I have these days are about COVID and how people are dealing with it. But before we get into the COVID stuff, maybe just tell me about what Artbeat Studio does. You're the executive director. Uh, just kind of tell me about your day-to-day and maybe before this all went down, what was Artbeat Studio's mandate and what, it, what were you guys uh, best known for? Yes, you know, so Artbeat has been around for, um, I guess this is our 16th year. And um, we... We provide studio studio space for artists living with mental illness. Um, you know, we want our main goal is to help these artists go through a personal recovery journey, um, using art as a way to go to do it, and also um, to decrease the stigma um, and the discrimination that comes with people having mental illness. Um, and one, and you know, and one one of those things we can do is we help them to um, speak freely about their mental illness um, and also along with doing art. So there are, so we have lots of different projects with Artbeat and um, so we have kind of like three pillars. So we create, we empower, and we heal. So over at Artbeat Studio, we uh, we heal. So we provide free studio space for, um, for these artists. Uh, we accept eight at a time. Um, biannually so we do intakes twice a year and um you know the artists are so grateful for it as you know studio space is not cheap and obviously we give it we give these artists for free and um we have an urban art center over at studio central and that's where the you know they create there we encourage and that's open for the public and and people go that we have Kind of like art workshops mm-hmm. and they can um, learn new techniques they can make art on their own they can follow along um, it's, it's just another way to kind of create and establish the community because that is what these artists really want and what they identify and they really need just to keep the community going um, and then we empower over at our upbeat 
artworks which is our social enterprise mm-hmm. and there you know it's fully run on volunteer base and it's volunteers our volunteers are the the alumni from the program and you know who better else to sell their art than them so they tell their story they sell their art and um they keep 80 percent of the proceeds and 20 percent they donate back to artbeat so that's the kind of like the gist of artbeat really quickly but um yes Mm -hmm. i mean it's a it's a great program and now more than ever, I think being creative is so important just for mental wellness and just to stay sane in, in this, you know, when you're all cooped up inside for months at a time. So, Absolutely. I mean, before we keep talking, have you been, what have you been creating when you're, I see some, some supplies in the background there, maybe some paints on your shelf. How have you been keeping creative oh. uh, during COVID? Well, you know, what's interesting is, you know, the minute we decided to close our programs due to COVID, um, was the 16th of March. Um, you know, I made that decision. We're like, you know, we can't open our urban art center. People are going in and out. Like, you know, we need to close that. And then um, people, and then our our store was at the mall. And though the mall was open, people, um, you know, I see people, they were kind of shy going into the store. People were coming in less. Um, so, you know, we're like, it doesn't make any sense to keep that open either. So once we closed that and then um, we started doing online programming that week, like by the 18th. Um, so now we have scheduled art workshops online, Monday to Friday, 3.30. We're live on Facebook. Um, I have five great staff. There's five days of the week. They take one day each and they're up, they're out there. They're teaching people and they want people to follow along. And, and the sense is, because that is one thing that instantly enter our minds is what is this isolation going to be doing with, to our, our community of artists who with live mental health illness, because the isolation is the one, one kind of like symptoms um, that they talk about all the time, regardless of what mental illness you have, the isolation is the fear. So we want them to, we, we want to be engaging. We want to bring them forth and we we encourage them to to create with us whether that's just watching because you know they see our faces they recognize us whether it's watching and we also do um, give out art challenges daily on Instagram so people create the art they're inspired um, and then we encourage them to submit their art and then we put them in a, a an album for for Friday and then we showcase their art so in a way you know their art is out there they're not just creating for themselves but they can and they create and you know sometimes you're you're blocked so this kind of like um just something to get you started but um yeah I do and you know what my staff loves it because they're so artistic and they're like you know and one thing that came out of COVID is that I have always wanted um to have kind of like an online program kind of like a workshop um, just for some people who can't make it out to our urban art center. And, you know, we may just keep our online as um, to add that in yeah. even after COVID um, because our reach has been great. Sure. Um, we're, we're reaching like thousands of people and um, we're getting back in touch with our, with our like alumni who awesome. are messaging us and, you know, and they're saying like, I love this. I love seeing you guys. And they, and they submit their artwork. And I think it's, um, and we had one alumni who say like, the isolation is like like really hard on her and 3:30 is the time for her like she goes on and she sees and you know they're writing in the comments and we're saying hi and you know it 
um, and my staff saying like they are creating more art mm-hmm. now. Well, it's, and it's creating a community too, right? It's, it's creating a group of like-minded individuals coming together and, and not feeling so alone. Is this open to anyone that can? Like what, who, yes. or is it, yeah? So what's, yeah. The, what's the Instagram and what's the Facebook for people who are listening right now and like, oh, this um, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's public. You don't, need, um, you don't even need like a Facebook account, um, just probably just our site. So we're, we found that um, Studio Central, so you could just type in the like Studio Central Urban Art Center and um, we're live. And those videos are available there. Uh, cool. I'm trying to format the videos and make them smaller and put them on our website because they're huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The live videos. Probably and, hours um, long or whatever, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends. Some, some, uh, some are 30 minutes. Some are um, an hour, an hour yeah, and a half, good. depending okay. on. The, and, then, um, and then our, and then you go to Artbeat Studio on Instagram. But I then think it I follow you already. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, a great and account. It also, it also follows, uh, it also posts to our Facebook too if you don't cool. have Instagram. But Instagram, our, our, our stuff is all public so people can definitely take a look and, and follow along and see. And you know what? It's not just creating art. Some of our, um, our demonstrations and some of our, our challenges have been um, like stretching or taking a walk and taking in nature. Um, you know, because it's a creative endeavor. Like we welcome all uh, creativity, not just um, visual art. Um, you know, we we have a writing circle. Um, oh, cool. That was one of our program where, and then there's poetry slams every first Thursday of the month. And um, last month we had one online where we had our, our writers submit poems and um, the staff, we split them up, we recorded, and we made it into like a little um, audio visual thing, and we posted, it's like a Very live, cool. kind of like a virtual poetry slam. So we're Very releasing nice. another one, um, I guess today, this is the first Thursday of the month, so. Very cool. Well, so, I mean, stretching, creativity, all- all mm. sorts of wellness, like wellness is not just one thing. You don't just do yes. one thing to stay mm-hmm. well, right? So how important is creativity to, to having that mental wellness and to staying sort of calm and centered and, 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 and dealing with anxieties and depression? How important is create creativity to, to sort of quell all those things? Absolutely. Creativity is probably like the number one just to, especially um, during this isolation where you can't really see people or anything like that, but it's, um, it's really calming to no, like like you said, like anxiety, nerves, such things like that, you know, because there is such focus and concentration that is needed. Um, even if you are just coloring somebody else's artwork, um, you know, there, there, there's, there, there's a goal there. And like, even though it's a short-term goal, the goal is like, you want to finish this. So what colors are you going to pick? How are you going to color? There's a lot, you know, there's different ways that people, even coloring with pencil crayons, there's different techniques for that, you know, or will there be shading or you cross hatching? Like there's many different ways. And you know, it's just the, I think the, the end result is like people, regardless of what it is or whether or not they're going to show it as just the fact that they're, it's a finished piece of art. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, I think that's just very enjoyable for them. And um, you know, it, they're able to do something once a day or even one piece of art a week. Like it's, it's, it's really great. And it's just something to keep their mind focused on. 
that routine helps too, right? Like yes. having that routine of like every day we're going to wake up, we're going to create, but also being focused on something and really be sitting and just focusing on this one task. You, you're really, it almost teaches you to be mindful in other aspects of life as well, where you can be mindful and, and focus on conversations. You can be mindful and focus on making dinner or whatever it is. It's just training your brain to be able mm -hmm. to focus on that one thing. Absolutely. And you know what, it's, um, and that's, and we recognize that. And that's why, you know, we have, we try our best to have our live um, demonstrations at 3.30. We release the art mm. challenge at noon um, just to keep that routine. We know how hard it is for um, artists and we know how hard it is for people with mental illness to um, to have that routine, to have something that's regulated and to, for just, just some sort of normalcy there yeah. as well. So that consistency um, is huge for sure. Mm -hmm. So how are things going to change? What, like, I know this week is kind of the first week where things are officially back opened in Manitoba, mm -hmm. but obviously the anxieties are not going to be fully um, relieved right away. Right. Nope. So how are you guys adjusting to this new world that we're going to be kind of living in and what, what's, what's going to be different for our beat moving forward? Well, we are planning to um, open our studios, um, our studios. So just our beat location for our artists. We are planning to open next week, but we're not opening full hours. We're probably just reducing, so probably three days a week, and we are reducing the hours. Um, so it's not full, fully like, because um, normally we're open 10 to six for the artists. We're probably gonna do like noon to five. We are going to encourage them to stay mostly in their studio um, because their studio um, is kind of like, well, kind of, well, we don't have any doors. I don't know if you've ever seen our place, but we don't, we don't have any doors um, because we want to create that community while mm -hmm. they're there at Artbeat. But um, it is very sectioned off and, and they could be in their own studio. Um, we're going to limit people in um, our lounge area where they usually like to sit and we have meetings, probably down to like three people and they need to be separated and at least six feet. Um, so hand sanitizer everywhere one in the kitchen, one, you know, on the front desk. Uh, we will encourage them to bring their own inside their studio, as well as, you know, bathrooms and one in every room. Mm -hmm. And we, um, we do have a kitchen, but we're not going to allow any cooking of any sort. They can bring their lunch and put it in the fridge, um, but, you know, but not using any of our reusable plates or, you know, anything like that and gotcha. probably encourage them to eat in their studio as well. Um, and also one of the big change would be, you know, we felt that this group of artists, uh, normally they would be finished in July and we'll have a big annual uh, group show, but I think we're going to extend them and let them have the full year and mm -hmm. they will probably end in January just because they've been out of their studio for, for sure. two months. So. so for all these online things that you guys are doing, what's the feedback been like? Have you had people who... Like what, what are people saying when they, when they, when they come on to the live stream and they participate in some of these art challenges? Yeah. You know, it's been, it's been really great. Like, uh, like I said previously before, like they, um, you know, we get, we're getting messages from alumni, like, you know, 12, 13 years ago. And like, you know, and they're submitting their artwork. Um, old employees of Artbeat are submitting their artwork, um, you know, and then they go online and when, while we are, live demo and you know they ask us questions about art and you know mm -hmm. we're able to give that feedback right away because we can read it and then just answer mm -hmm. in the video um you know one one alumni you know said like this is so great this is what 
this is what she lives for at 3.30, Monday <laughs> to Friday. Oh, wow. And she's always on, always seeing us and, you know, and, uh, and we do our best to kind of share it and, and, and just try to get more engagement because we know how important this is. And, you know, and that's the one thing I, I do, not to find like silver lining, but I mean, it's good to find silver lining thing, but like COVID, you know, it just really shows that, um, you know, that time that we have alone is okay. You know, um, whether like alone, whether you live with a family or you live on your own, but just to have that time alone and that isolation is, is not a terrible thing for, like you said before, like before meditation, self-reflection, um, all sorts of things and really see what's important, you know? Um, um, and so many things we take for granted we see what's truly important during this time. Um, but, you know, we we love seeing the comments and the people watching because, you know, that is the community that we do want to build because we were, and like I said, like once this whole thing started and the mandatory social distancing and, and isolation, we, we, we know like this, some of our artists would take, like this would be really hard on them. Yeah. yeah. What do you think is the biggest barrier for just the average person of being like, you know, you, you hear a lot of people being like, oh, I can't draw or I can't paint, you know, that's not, I'm not good at it or anything. What, what are the biggest barriers to just the average Joe sitting down and, and trying to create something artistic? I would definitely have to say it's, um, for those people, it's, it's your own brain. You are just telling yourself like you can't do it, but you know what? You got to start somewhere. And art is subjective. You know, it's, somebody's not going to like it. Somebody will love it. Look at, look at Picasso. That, like, you know, we just have this image of, well, that's not what a face looks like. But he's like, well, I'm going to show you what I think a face looks like. And people love it. People don't like it. Like, you know, and that's just the way it is. People need to create art for themselves. You know, you create art because it's your journey. You're working through it. You want to create something, you know, don't create art for somebody else. Do it for yourself. You know, I, um, I have conversation with certain artists about it. And, uh, you know, while, while being a working artist is, a, some of them would be a career goal. But, um, but, you know, just getting commissioned work where you're just working and you're tweaking your art or whatever to somebody's, what they like, or just somebody telling you what it is that they're looking for eventually after a while they feel like they're not creating art for themselves anymore. Sure. The money's good. The commission's good, but there's no joy in creating that art. So I, I would say definitely create art for yourself. Don't worry about techniques. So we you know, you can watch videos. You watch, watch our videos, you know, <laughs> um, watch our videos because we, we talk through the videos. Um, I see other art videos on YouTube and, it's just nice music in the background and they're painting, but there's no words. I don't You're know. You're not what learning anything. Yeah. I'm not learning anything. I'm just watching somebody paint beautiful painting, but you know, but that's what it is. Like the staff at art be so engaging. Uh, people love watching them just, just for that. And you know what? I mean, that was the reason why we're like, we're going to do this because our community needs the artists. They need to see, they need to hear us on there and that and have that familiar face um and obviously not for creating art you need supplies so i do know like that is a a big thing 
So, you know, thanks to Winfrey Foundation, they, we were able to get a little um, emergency funding and we have, and also also along with Artist Emporium was able to help us. We bought art supplies and um, we are going to distribute it. So we've made a hundred um, art kits oh, wow. um, with uh, Winnipeg Foundation and then an additional 50 art kits from End Homelessness to, um, to work with the Main Street Project cool. where we will leave the kits um, at, Main, at, Main Street in the, at the Main Street Project. Um, but our 100 kits, uh, we will deliver out to um, alumni and people who have told us online you know, we put out, out there, if you need art, art supplies, send us an email and within like a couple of hours, it was all filled up. So we, oh, will, wow. we will be delivering, yes, um, tomorrow we cool. will be delivering um, the art kits and, uh, you know, it has a nice sketch pad. So all of this is local. So, cause I mean, it's from Artist Emporium, uh, pencils, uh, watercolors, um, a paintbrush in there, you know, it's just like a nice kit just to start um, eraser, some Sculpey like uh, yes because as you see and that's most of the art supplies even at dollarama is completely sold out people really are, I yes. yeah i guess that makes sense right like you're gonna be people stuck are, inside people are turning to um to art people are turning to you know creative endeavors to to get through this uh, tough time for sure it's beautiful as, and we can see it's it's evident there. well it's you're doing such important work it's great it's great to see and know that this is kind of you you mentioned silver linings right and it's great to see that there are some people who are taking a you know a pandemic uh, an obvious difficult and and brutal and and tough time for people but hopefully some beauty is created out of it right it's, it's beautiful to hear um so at the time at the end of our time together we do the same seven questions we call it the just because questions okay uh, and uh don't think about it too hard but uh, okay. are you okay to do that yes absolutely okay great so the first question is what is the first cause you ever remember caring about was it the arts or was it something else um you know what it's probably um like welfare of uh, children, mm. whether that be education or poverty. Um, you know, I grew up, um, I was kind of like a scout leader or like a, um, a, a leader at my parents' church and, uh, you know, I was responsible for all the kids there. And then, um, you know, for seven years, I worked at a nonprofit where we run programs for kids and um, in the inner city. And, you know, so I've seen kids at all sorts of um, you know, their life, their, their lifestyle that um, for them, it's normal, but for people who like you would, you wouldn't believe. And, um, you know, just, and I, and I just feel like, you know, if I can make my own nonprofit, like, you know, children's education um, should be first and also just, just, just the poverty of or the kids that they live in, um, you know, but, um, you know, from there, I, I befriended, I guess, like a, um, a little girl and, uh, well, she's not little anymore now. She's, she's uh-huh. 18, but, uh, we're still in contact. I, I used to tutor her while she was in school. Um, you know, and just to have that, and, you know, she calls me her second mom or her big yeah. sister and we still have that contact and, um, and all of the other, um, little kids. And sometimes I visit and they all come give me hugs and, you know, just the warmth and, you know, because, because, you know, building strong children that's what builds strong adults and that's what builds strong communities and um that is definitely i think where 
and you know and even like the mental health of of children right now um should be should be the the the, the concern i i focus would yeah very yeah, well focus. said yeah. for sure so question two is if money and politics and logistics were no issue at all if you can just snap your fingers and something would happen what's the first thing you would do in support of your current cause oh definitely um you know more resources for um for people with um, mental illness um you know we just just more resources for them um you know we we see that it's mental health is now linked to poverty mental health is now linked to to so many things that if, if there was resources for them more understanding um but more so just resources that they can access freely um easily as well you know it's just they instead of making them jump through hoops and and all this stuff because like it's 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 hard for them it's hard for somebody you know who doesn't have a lived mental health experience to to go through let alone somebody and you know just all these red tapes for them um and i you know um just just have more resources for them more people working in the industry of like you know fair wage of it because it is very important work and one thing would be like education um about mental illness i think people just always have some sort of idea where somebody living with a like mental illness is dangerous or um you know or certain things like that and so just and it's and it's due to lack of education yeah well so, that kind of leads into the next question is what's the biggest misunderstanding or the biggest stigma about about the cause yeah, absolutely. Like they feel that um, you know, somebody with schizophrenia is is dangerous. I must not approach, uh keep my distance, you know, the stigma and the discrimination is um is very evident. And so that's what at RB we we try to which we try to tell people and uh, you know, and and we encourage we encourage our people to talk about it to decrease the stigma and um yes just the education just to say hey this person who you just had this great conversation with has schizophrenia yeah. that's what it's all about it's, it's all about that that exposure right if you meet yeah, someone that has me. that is dealing with these these challenges and you realize oh they're just like me or they're you know they're just a cool yes. guy or whatever it is or cool girl like oh, maybe all my preconceived notions aren't necessarily as accurate as I thought they were. Yes, and you know, and and, and I, I always go back to it because, you know, I took like a psych course in university. I'm not gonna tell you when, but like way <laughs> back then. And, um, you know, we had this little part about like kind of like abnormal psych and it was all the scary parts. It was all the scary things for like, you know, one class they would just talk about, all the symptoms of you know schizophrenia or bipolar or all the stuff and what they may do or you know all the stuff i got and then that was it you know like the, the, like what's wrong with talking about more about how they can live their life normally if they're on like if they keep their medication if they you know like if they have a sense of purpose if they have if if they don't feel that stigma if they're walking down the street and you know they probably 
all all these sorts of stuff. So I just feel like education, just education about it, and huge. That's a huge, huge. I think that would change, and um, you know, and and you know what, art supplies everywhere. <laughs> exactly. Art supplies everywhere. On every corner. Everybody for kids, for adults, um, you seniors, you know, um, we helped with the uh, kits because we know this is a hard time for seniors as well, um, being in isolation. So you know, we we helped uh, central neighborhoods with uh, with their kits, uh, their wellness kits, and uh, you know, we put in our a CD of our po of our poetry slam, and nice. we have um, we added in kind of like a a wellness uh, writing package uh, cool. for them as well. So, Very nice. Yeah, yeah, it's all intertwined. I think that's the most important oh. thing that I've been learning over the past few years is that there's no one silver bullet that's going to fix anyone's problems, but you have to have a total pack total package for wellness, right? Mental wellness, physical wellness, emotional wellness, social wellness, and it all kind of is, is one nice little package. Uh, question four, maybe aside from the COVID-19 pandemic, what's a time in your life where you had to pivot because a plan just wasn't working out for you? Oh, well, it's life, so lots of things. Yeah. Um, you know, recently I would say, um, you know, I I had planned to stay at my other job for quite a while, and then I um, I just say like it just it just didn't feel right anymore. It just didn't feel like I w it was working for me anymore. So, um, I just quit. I didn't like have another job lined up or anything, and um, and I just sort of took some time for myself and um, just to reflect and see what what really was working and what really wasn't working and um you know people be surprised but you know I've, I've always loved the arts um I was always doing art and I also I always like found peace doing it and uh, um so you know when this position came up um back in 2018 I just felt that it just matched everything that I that I really wanted and really needed and um you know so um, and I've always lived my life like that, where it's just, you go with the flow or like, like there's no resistance really. Like if things are the way they are and that's the way they are. And then I just make the best out of it and pivot, pivot, pivot <laughs> all the time. So, um, you know, cause, cause some things still have to be done. Some things just have to continue going on, you know? So. Um, it sounds like this, this job is quite fulfilling at least. So it's yes, like it's, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is my third nonprofit. I, I, I love nonprofits. Um, I think it's, it's great to, to do work where, you know, life just isn't about money. I mean, of course it's nice to have money to do a lot of things, but, um, but just, but to work yourself so you can have all this money but really, are you happy at your job? Are you happy going to work? You know, I can, I, I can say that I am. And you know what? I have daily Zoom meetings with my staff. This is the most I've seen them because we have three sites. Mm -hmm. um, so we see each other every morning, uh, five days a week. And on weekends, because now our days kind of blend in, it's, it's kind of weird not to go on Zoom to see other five faces. And, um, and it's not even a meeting. It's just us kind of just keeping in touch and, um, connecting and just saying, how was your evening? Was your like, you know, um, just, just for things like that. And, um, 
Yeah. So it's so um, valuable. And yeah, and you know, they they love they love RB. We all love RB. We all love what RB stands for and it is a very fulfilling job. I I I understand not everybody can work for a nonprofit because, you know, uh, people gotta um do other jobs as well. But you know, if those big companies can have a social enterprise or a uh, you know social with a cost or a business with a social cost um you know maybe their employees would feel a little bit more fulfilled as well i would say very well said yeah could not agree more mm-hmm. um so the next question is what's the best advice that you've ever been given oh um you know i don't know who gave me the advice and i don't even know when it happened but definitely definitely live in the moment live in the moment you can worry about the future only so much. There's nothing you can do, nothing you can change. You you know, and the past is definitely where it belongs, just there. <laughs> you make mistakes in the past, you can learn from it, but don't sit and dwell on it. There's nothing you can change. The only thing you can change is yourself and your thoughts. That is what I learned too. Can't change people, can't change the weather. You can complain about it like 5 million times every winter. It's still going to be cold. It's still snowing. You got to adapt and make the best out of it, you know? So um, definitely like live in, live in the moment. And when, mis- and when problems come up, you know, don't fret. Just be like, okay, this is how things go step by step. That's how I've always, my, my old boss, something happened. I can't remember, but I remember him just turning to me and he's like, why aren't you freaking out? And I was like, well, because it has happened already. We don't need to talk about it. You know, we could talk about it for lessons learned for the future, but let's focus on what to do right now to fix this. You know, so. It goes back to the being like being present and mm-hmm. how art trains you to be present. Because if there's, if there's a crisis happening, you can just be like, okay, where are we right now? What do we need to do? Let's not, we don't need to worry about five minutes ago. We don't need to worry about in. 10 days from now, let's just focus on right now. And so, so important. Yes, absolutely. Focus on right now. It's, I mean, it's good to have a goal, big picture, goal setting, and then, you know, just little by little to work towards it. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely live, live in the now. Beautiful. So, so the next question, question six is, what advice would you give your 10-year-old self if you could speak to yourself oh. at 10? Let's see. Um, trust your gut. Definitely. You know, sometimes, you know, people say like, you know, you make decisions with your head or your heart. Definitely the gut. It doesn't come out as often, but when it comes out, definitely trust your gut. Might be hard for a 10 year old to do so, but you know, eventually it'll come up. Uh, another one would also be spend more time with family and you know loved ones um you know definitely at that age you just think well my sister's gonna be here forever or you know my you know all sorts of stuff I'm gonna this is my best friend we'll be best friends forever you know but things change and um life throw you like you know life throws lots and lots and lots of curveballs so be ready to hit them out of the park there so uh and the third advice would definitely be three years from now, so when I'm 13, and I meet the Baxter Boys in the um, 
skywalk of the Delta Hotel and AJ tells you to wait, I'll come back with concert tickets. Don't go home. I went home because I was like 13 and I was like, my mom's expecting me for dinner. So I'm just kind of. The actual Backstreet Boys we're talking about here? This is the real AJ from the Backstreet Boys. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, I spent all day with my sister because we heard they were um, going to stay be staying at that hotel. So we were in and out of that hotel, told the, you know, told people we were like visiting from Florida, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and then <laughs> we hid out in like the skywalk and then they told everybody that, um, cause some people were staying there as well. And we hid out there and then we saw them go through and he came, he shook our hands, told us to stay. We were like, well, my mom said we had to be home at like, wow. So I'm saying, what a don't story. go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when AJ from the Backstreet Boys tells you to stay somewhere, you yeah, stay, stay. That's so funny. So, yeah. Okay, last question. Thank you very much for doing this for us. Um, very, very welcome. What do you want to be remembered for? Oh, um, that's a tough one. What do I want to be remembered for? You know what? I want to be remembered for um, how I made people feel. Um, you know, like that it was always a good conversation with me, that they um, that they always left the conversation or just being together like they, they were, that they would, that it's it was a, a joyous moment, that it was good, that, that it was meaningful um, for them. So I think that that would be. Well, that's what I'll remember from our conversation. (laughs) Tons of joy. This is great to great to meet you digitally over Zoom. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, Good luck with everything at Artbeat in the future. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you, Nolan. Thank you for having us. And um, Artbeat, thank you very much for, for everything. Thank you for listening to Because and Effect. I really appreciate you tuning in today. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do so on whatever podcast app you happen to be listening on, whether it's on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, just the regular old Winnipeg Foundation website at wpgfdn.org or at becauseandeffect.org. And thank you for sharing. Uh, the podcast with your friends and family. It's really helped us out with the numbers, which is always a good thing. All music on the Because and Effect podcast is produced and composed by Trenton Burton, so thank you very much to Trenton. Because and Effect is a podcast of the Winnipeg Foundation. You can follow them at WPGFDN on all social media accounts, or if you just want to learn a little bit more about the foundation, you can visit WPGFDN.org. My name is Nolan Bicknell. Thank you again for listening, and remember, don't let your struggle become your identity. Bye-bye.